Um, some call me... Tim? Here we are on Some Call Me Tim, a special Monday edition, coronavirus, Monday 16th of March. I'm joined by Pancake. Hello. Hi. Some call me Tim. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we talk about why you don't kill yourself. No, other things. Uh, I have you look <laughs> deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, and then I ask first, uh, do you believe in Jesus? Uh, not this uh, caricature of Jesus that I see before me. Not this, uh, not this is like white stoner surfer Jesus? Sparkle Surfer Jesus. He's so airbrushed. Um, yeah. It's perfect. I, th- this could be the cover of uh, a People's magazine. Oh yeah. Still. Um, and I wish they was they put in the effort to make it sparkle on the covers. <laughs> but um, if it was flat and just what I see now. I have a, I have I, I have a, I have a beard fetish, and I think it all comes back to Jesus. Really, <laughs> I think this it all comes back. Baby hair, it's like, yeah, just newborn. I want to stick my fingers in this little gosita and just grab it. Those lips, they're Grabbing too me. rosy. Mm. Rosy lip Jesus. Like, oh, so piercing blue. So, do you think Jesus was the son of God? He must have been. Well, you believe in miracles? Aren't we all the sons, the daughters, children of God? Sure. I mean, if you if you bel- if you bel- I don't know. Depends if you think God is. We're all the children of God. <laughs> God hates us right now. <laughs> no, he he loves us so much. Ah, yeah. He so much he gave us his only begotten son and whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life John 3.16 yep on the bottom of all of the in and out covers is in and out gonna close oh my god I, and it's open. I need to go down to Zavolf today and get all the burgers <laughs> are they gonna close churches they already had closed churches the chicken spot oh I don't know. And the Are house of worship. <laughs> they're gonna. You know what's funny is they're closing down the house of worship, and they're probably keeping the chicken. Oh man! Isn't that funny though? If they're saying all essential jobs is working at McDonald's an essential job, right? They're all. What is an essential job? You know, they should close McDonald's and like leave real food restaurants open, but. There's no sanitary team at every restaurant. There's no sanitary team anywhere. <laughs> I don't know where. But what they're saying, sanitation is is that um, essential. So, do you believe in heaven? Do I believe? In or heaven? let me back up. Do you believe in an afterlife? So let's say COVID nineteen takes us all down. And I was very close to ego death. When I took a drug that would give you the sensation 
the same sensation that you would feel if you were dying. Why would you want to do that? Because that's the end, right? It's a little practice run. We've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And um, there's something. There's something after. I want to go ghost hunting so it can be, like, confirmed that, like, our energy is so, is so real that stay in a place without any shape or form. And if that's true, then there's got to be something to... It has an afterlife. Yeah. I've seen ghosts. Or, well, if if there's no time, time is, is all time, is, is before and after simultaneously, then if there's no afterlife, there's just life. Yeah. So, because th- th- they may have been in a body at one point, but they're still inhabiting the space without their their, their vessel. Corp- their corporeal thong form. <laughs> um, yeah, big big words from Benjamin in the corner. Have you ever seen ghosts? Have you experienced? Have you experienced? Um, you know, any of that? You just you believe in it. You want to find them. But you've never seen I before. Seen? No, but you can't see air. Um, you can see particles. You like have them sit still under a microscope. Um, we can look at light move. We used a camera to take a picture of light particles moving through air. So. Yes. Um, what was the question again? I was saying, have you ever seen a ghost? Oh, um, no, but I've experienced a weird happening, if I may. Yeah, please. My friend had moved to South Dakota into a small college town called Vermilion City. and uh, Well, I call it Vermilion City because it reminds me of the Pokemon the town in Pokemon, uh, the video game. Um, Vermilion is a word that means green, pretty. Oh. Yeah. Color, it's too. It's a color, yeah. And um, it's, it's a college town, so it's full of old people that are retiring or college kids. And maybe families, that small families. But um, the only people that would go out at night are college kids coming home from the bar, right? And I saw a couple instances because I was just off of a main street, and um, some some things happened. I was only there for a month and a half, but I saw some really aggressive, toxic masculinity following a young innocent. Um, aspirational woman and and having uh, the whole house just get this guy to, to walk the other direction for like 10 minutes or just like wait for her to go you know home um yeah drunk college kids but um it was like a mini Canada there everything was mostly peaceful 
and so we left everything unlocked, cars, doors to houses, everything. One night. All right, so we're going to listen to music because you're probably bored of me and Pancake talking. But the no, it's fine. No, I'm saying them. I'm saying them, the people out there. It has nothing to do with you. Your microphone isn't even up. I'm just saying if you're listening to Mutiny Radio God FM, which some call me Tim usually, where we talk about God and stuff. But, you know, we've been talking about that all day long anyway. So some music that isn't, <laughs> you know, that doesn't suck. Shots back from make your whole embassy kneel. Identity sealed, protected by identity. 
Station Mutiny Radio. FM. This is the flat black classic show. All this plastic that is flat and black and full of grooves I bought today. All of it was less than twenty dollars for all of it. A lot of little records, a lot of big records. And uh, the country bear jamboree from Disneyland is the big one because I spent a lot of time in there. So here it comes. Please donate money. say hey everybody you're listening to some call me tim we've been sort of in and out live today we're waiting for your call 415-550-0511 i was playing a a little thing of me and pancake that we recorded yesterday but then i was like let's play music and then i just (laughs) took a step away here we are i took a phone call important phone call i did i took an important phone call from Mutiny Radio compatriot, my buddy, who's basically without her, the station doesn't exist. And I suggest she's the savior in my phone. She says suggest the savior. She is no because um, the station was falling apart, and she was one of the people who was like, "I got your back," and she's had my back for years and years and years and years. So can you put a number on it? Twenty five. Uh, since twenty well, since longer than twenty thirteen, but since twenty thirteen, she's definitely I couldn't do the station without her. So. Her and Richard Tiss are both like, 
really, really important people that I never pay <laughs> that do it for free because they love it and uh, amazing Support people. Support the art. Pay th- yeah, they're patrons of the arts for sure. So thank you. Shouts out to Richard Kiss, our tech in Las Vegas, and out to Suggest. He's out there in Oakland right now running the books and being awesome. And then I'm here right now with Pancake, yep. and we're keeping the phones open, 415-550-0511. Tell us. We just had a call. We just had a call, but we missed, but it. We missed it. Sorry. I was on an important call, and now we're waiting to but hear from you. But I could take it if we continue the tweets and. Oh, yeah. I'll show you. Whenever anybody calls back, I'll show you how to make that happen. It's number 20 here? It's Yeah, it's the one my phone that we can't see because oh. the world is falling apart. And the entropy oh in the station is great. Um, it the station is actually the best um, symbol of entropy when people don't understand what entropy is, like kids or whatever, and you're trying to teach them science, and they're like, what's entropy? And usually they say, well, imagine a pile of sand, and as the sand changes over time, that's entropy. Well, that's not the best example. The best example is in this space <laughs> that things start out the way they are, and then more people come in, and then they don't restore things, and things fall apart very quickly. So entropy is the scientific study of how things fall apart. Okay. And the station is a great symbol of that. Oh, I see. Uh, of things starting out the way they're supposed to be and then falling apart, it's a symbol of entropy. And I try to maintain it, but it's almost like you're, you're holding a huge pile, like a sand dune. You're trying to pile it all together and keep the pile, but there's still pieces, there's still entropy. It's still going to degrade over time. There's a strange similarity. Oh, in here? Yeah. Oh, my God. Things that were art pieces have fallen by the wayside and been destroyed. Uh, some uh, damage has been taken just looking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the you know, people bump into the walls and the pieces are too low. But the ceiling, hey, the ceiling's an untapped market. There we go. I could start stapling up there. This, um, there's a box behind us that's very scary, and it. I have a really great scar on my back from the third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival when there were too many people in here, and I was trying oh. to move behind people without asking for help, and Those I took jagged. a huge gouge. That's took a, a huge gouge out of my back, and I've got a great scar from it. And every time I see it, I'm like, ah, oh, the stew got me. But it was it was a year where, and it's. It, and I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I still was bleeding, and I still have a big, you know, mark on me. But I- it's it's a reminder of how I need to ask. I could have asked someone to move politely out of my way, but I was moving really fast that's in the studio, freaking people out. That's how I got my back injury. Yep. I didn't. I didn't. You know, assert myself. Yep. We I didn't were. We myself. were. The caregivers become the the care ease. Mm-hmm. Well. I've learned a couple of lessons this year. One, complaining is not asking for help. Two, I have to ask for help before I need to complain. <laughs> yeah. Three, <laughs> I don't need anyone's help. I can do it on my own. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not. That's the old Pam trying to. And I'm, I'm also trying to learn how to not freak people out with my energy because it gets really ebullient and it scares people. And I, I've known that for many years. Mm. But um, now I'm trying to keep that keep the scary energy under wraps that's I've good to keep me going. I've been seeing you wear these uh, 
my skeleton gloves. Because I'm freezing my ass off because their government is fucking with the weather. <laughs> it's just the bay. It's just the bay. Ooh, the bay's trying to heal itself. Tell us what you think, 415-550-0511. Are they messing with the weather, callers? Are they messing with you? Are you okay? Are you alone in your house? Did they do the earthquake in Utah this morning? 5.7. Is God speaking to us now? I sure hope that he's got something nice to say. Or keep it to yourself, God. <laughs> you know? If you haven't don't have anything nice to say, keep it to yourself, God. Lock it up. Remember, remember those old days? <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Oh, this is kind of a boring world. Those days are long gone. The words can break your bones now. <laughs> all the I fairy tales. In in San Francisco, they they put in this uh, place. They, they put in place all these um, suggestions, heavy suggestions to stay home. Right? When did that happen? Two days ago. What was that? March sixteenth. Was that three sixteen? John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that uh, anyone who should believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's the Bible verse. Put that, Yeah, put that on a grander scale. Can you um, uh, interpret that in, in a way that, that makes it uh, ominous <laughs> or, or splendid for everyone? Well, I, also, I don't like the idea that one person is the savior of all unless you think of it that we are all one person that we can only save ourselves. And then in that way, I'm okay with it. But I certainly don't like the idea that the entire structure of the world is based off one person that I don't necessarily know Right. that's going to come and do some miraculous thing on a white horse. I mean, thanks, Disney. Well, we know the mind better, and we can find uh, people who would – use these times as um uh they could take advantage so i'm gonna pull back the veil for the radio listening audience one of the things when you deal with microphones is Mm -hmm. that inside of them is magnets kind of like icp how the fuck do they work but we at least know that when you you have to talk into the magnets if you do it like this like you want it doesn't it doesn't reach there you go you gotta point it i see there you go now we're now we're picking what you now we're catching what you're saying well, uh, the people who, who would take advantage in times like these can be found out at an earlier age, and they can be helped. But we, you know, we, we were... I've lost you. What are you talking about again? Um, we're talking about banding <laughs> together and taking care of each other. Oh. And not having uh, this separation, this uh, tribalism. You know, I don't know you. And I can't trust you. Right. Well, in these times, we have to trust each other. We don't want to be in the dystopian um, y- uh, m- a movie setting of the w- worst times, like the road. We can't trust anyone in those days. So In those fictional times. Yeah. How no, 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 I got it. Do people band no, it together in times like this? Well, that's the question. Do people band together in times like this, or do they become more isolationist? And if they're forcing us to be more isolationist in our own homes and they're not letting us band together, what does that mean on a larger scale? Mm-hmm. Like, why keep – I mean, we have to keep people apart because of the virus, but 
is there a larger motivation for keeping people apart and have they been planning it for a long time um Ooh, am i today. i'm a huge well I the ominous why do we need an iphone 10 the iphone 2 is just as fine we've got to get more people to buy things and a new car every year we got to take resources out of the world and turn it into something so people can have everything they feel that they need but how much do we really need and when it comes down to times like this like what do you really need and who are people i guess it's who who people are choosing to spend time with you know we could rely on the basics but my generation we have to ask for permission for everything we need approval we haven't known anything for sure unless we looked at our phone Right. And then we forgot what we were talking about in the first place. Well, that is a thing I've brought up about your generation is that we've culled critical thought from our society in that we used to be able to read texts and be like, I have a basic knowledge to, to weigh this information on. But now that information is also immediate and it just exists and you're like, oh, that's true, that's false, this is real, this is Wikipedia, w- like what are, what is the real basic knowledge? And I remember because th- when when I went to college, we didn't have computers, and they made us like read books. So the way I used to study for school is that I would take the reader, and and it'd be really thick. It'd be like you know a thousand pages, and, and I read the whole thing four times. Then I'd be like, yeah, I'm ready for the final. Ask me any question, I'll be fine. Because I read the material and I committed it to my brain, and I learned it, and I chewed it up, and it was part of me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens with knowledge when you really imbibe it is that it becomes part of you. But now we don't have any of that. There's no one, even when you go to college now, because I taught college for a minute, and they don't know anything. They don't know anything. They don't memorize anything. They don't even memorize their own work. Like, when you're dealing with poets, and, like, I you know, poets, everything comes back to, like, my own little insular thing. But they wouldn't even memorize their own work. And they just, and it's like, if you don't have, if you don't value your own creative output, what do you fucking value? If you won't memorize and craft your own language, what the fuck, man? No, you're right. So everyone's just a bunch of flocking iPhone screens, like getting all their information right now. What's going on? What's happening? And do we have anything to weigh this against? Do we does anybody know anything about, like, I don't know, history? Are we the Roman Empire? We're here we are. Bread and circus. Let me test this. Yep. Waiting for our imminent doom. Well, I, I and weren't we all doing that anyway? What else are we? What else are we burning time for? We're all, we're all like these little bags of skin and consciousness, and we're all just burning time until we die. And we used to burn time like doing important things, like farming and making things and building houses and keeping shelter. But now that all that's sort of a guarantee, like what do we actually have to do? And it's just burn time. And it's interesting to watch people burn time right now, like playing video games, watching Netflix. And didn't they are they got it all in place? Like there's enough Netflix that you could watch something forever. Mm-hmm. Well, we're supposed to consume, consume, not create. Don't create anything unless it's approved by the powers that be. Uh, but that's why um, 3D printers are cool, super cool. And but they don't like push that on you. You have to go to like an art school, and you have to be like approved in all these things. M- well but my friend went out of these 
uh, on the outside of all these and taught himself how to do all these things, um, making music. He just, uh, eBay is the best place right now. I'm sure, well, it was. It was. We missed that window, but um, picking up used high end equipment from the 90s, you know, to make music or make, uh, oh, in the last 10 years, so many things want to be thrown away. Like you said, new new models of everything, draw pads for 3D sketching, and um, that back to the printing thing. It's very interesting. They were oh yeah, they 3D were printing. They were studying that you could use hemp to in 3D printers. That you could use that as a structure to then grow real human goo on it, and you could like 3D print kidneys. Like, cause it's cause a kidney is like a filter, right? So, yeah, you could. There's all kinds of things that, ostensibly, if you're using hemp as a base, then it can hold, like, human stuff. You know, I don't. I'm not that smart, but they were studying it. So, we. I mean, it'd be neat, but only rich people are gonna have access to that, like brand new kidneys that you just 3D print. Hey, I'm a kidney shot. 3D print me enough, but with your own with your own genes or whatever, with your own human stuff, so that there wouldn't be any rejection issues, because it would be yours. They eat right. They don't need, they eat everything that is properly proportioned for their body, because they have the best chefs, and it tastes delicious. I'm not talking about that scale of rich person, but like, you know, average rich people could have a 3D organ printed, and they're going to live till they're 200, and exciting stuff. Yeah. Happening. Right. You're not allowed in here. It's quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got ah! the suit. He's fully Sam's ready for suit. the apocalypse. Sam's got a suit. He's safe. That's nice. He can look cute in anything. Put the, ho- put the hood on. <laughs> Someone get that Ooh. TikTok going. <laughs> Take a picture. All the kids <laughs> It's the new style. It's gonna make the new <laughs> coronavirus. Oh. It's done. It's happening here. I don't. I don't get uh, all the people dancing in this time of. Uh, How many suits did you get? Oh yeah. What? How many suits did you get? Two. <laughs> How many did they have left? The microphone. Oh, there were some out there, but yeah, you can infect us in here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how this one works. It's it's. Wow. No, you can have it. Take it. Oh. There's there's. I'm still. Why I'm didn't you get wipes? We have wipes in the bathroom. Those are dry. You need to w- moisten them. I I don't like it when people leave those things open. You know, it just dries out. Like toothpaste, toothpaste uncapped dries a bone. Moisten, moisten with uh, that that lead polluted water. God, I love the infrastructure in America. Call in. Let us know what you're griping five about. Five zero zero five one. Oh, 
we're talking about uh, we were talking about entropy. The best part. And then we were talking about how all people are just burning time, and that's all that's left because we don't have any subsistence, anything, and we don't have to really worry about being alive. All we have to do is about hoarding all the stuff that's already there. But we're just all burning time till we die anyway. So now, I don't know. All the things are in place that we don't have to. Like back in the oldie times, you'd be there'd be no time to waste, and you could just be making cheese right now but instead we're just burning time playing video games and doing whatever else vibe learning all the new vibe is like the new vibe gets you it's oh my god i'm running out of ideas george carlin was right stop the creative thinking keep us well do you want my do you want my real theory of it i actually have a I, i have a real theory of how this has gone back years and years and years so i used to teach I used to teach high school. I used to teach junior high and high school, and I saw it. I saw it in 19. Eat it. I saw it. Uh, there's a Eat nice. It. There's a nice. There's a nice. It's just it's safely in the bag. Sam is tapping a avocado on the booth window. Well, it's avocados are the currency of California, and when knife is yeah, so I have cool. cool. I have cool knives. Um. Okay, so I taught school, and in. 2000, 2001 actually, I stopped teaching school because I saw the incarnation of No Child Left Behind and I saw it as the systematic calling of critical thought from our education system. I saw it coming. They took away critical thinking and they started teaching to the test and they did it for a whole generation of people mm-hmm. in the 2000s. We made them fucking stupid. And then I started teaching college at the like 2008 to 2012 and I had all these fucking idiots that we didn't teach, and they had no concept of critical thought because we specifically got rid of it. Because mm-hmm. we want dumb people to look at their phones and not know anything, so we can tell them whatever we want, and they say, oh, yeah, that's okay, because they have nothing, they have no internal knowledge to make any choices based off because they have no concept of critical thought. And we did that. Yeah, but you're really smart, and you did critical thinking on your own, and not everybody does that, and so that's different. But, like, the majority of people right now are vapid as a pit of starfish, and you mm-hmm. can tell them anything, and they believe it because it's on their phone. They're like, oh, that's real. Yeah. If it's so in print, it is for sure real now. That's why I want to make a website that just says the most positive things. It, it's impossible, but it, it's from a news site. It's the most fantastic. A family of ten was rescued by a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All lies. There's spoons, if so you don't cut yourself. There's spoons behind. Oh the yeah, dude, curtain. that's the leading Lifts cause the of going to the hospital for millennials. I actually was thinking about that on the bus on the way here when I was thinking about knives because I had a knife, and I was like, that would be the worst thing to happen right now is to actually cut yourself pretty badly and have to go to the hospital and be like, but we have super glue here, and I mean, that's I th- I thought this all the way through. I was like, oh my god, what if I cut myself opening a an avocado. This is like and the ultimate uh, workaholics episode wh- where we could, could theoretically put on a show where we uh, are going through the apocalypse and we we uh, improvise a cleaning, uh, uh, no, a sterile s- way of getting to the hospital. Pause and write <laughs> sketches. Okay. This is no except that. Hey, welcome to my Wednesday. Every Wednesday from noon to four, I'm live online. But if you wanna, yeah, hijack my show and write sketches, it's fine. Well, let's talk about uh, what are we talking about? Trump. Do Abolish the Trump. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Someone.
someone else would call in four one five 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 zero zero five nine. It's um again. It's just a for me. It's just a regular Wednesday. This is where I would be anyway. Talking talking to a person usually about God, but not today. Who's your God? Everywhere. Who's your God? I am my God. Oh, you know what <laughs> I was just thinking. Uh, comics are professional human beings because we experience life and then we relay it back to people who aren't living lives. Well, it's it's also that's the Shakespearean school. It's the person that knows the most, but that nobody trusts hmm. to know it anything. But they're the ones. They're the the true, you know, minders of the knowledge. They're the one that can tell the emperor he has no clothes. The only person that can do that is the fool. Oh. Right? right? And they've been around, and it's and it's an archetype that's been around. Like, And you go, oh, they're the fool. But they actually know what they're s- saying. You can't have, like, um, you have to have perspective to have humor. So. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. Yeah. Do you want to sing karaoke? No. <laughs> Not right now. Not in these times. You don't sing with the radio. You sing on the radio. I could. I Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. I won't tell anyone what I'm saying. Oh. oh. <laughs> I have a list of them in my phone anyways. I have all the songs I always want to sing. Um, you have a library of no, CDs. I just, just keep thinking of. Um, oh. What is the genres of CDs? I, have, I have all kinds of magic things I have in here. Um, I have. You have a turntable. Well, we have YouTube, so we have access to all the karaoke from all time. I actually have fifty-two karaoke discs here, but I don't have the technology to play them anymore because they're all DVR. So you can hear the music, but you can't see the words because computers don't have that particular like. In the early thousands, I invested in them. You know (laughs) how it is. But I also have a computer at home that has like three thousand songs. But that was before everything was available on YouTube, and it's just all there, so it doesn't matter. Well, everyone's a karaoke host. Pam, uh, do you know where the shortwave radio uh, antenna is? Somewhere in Oakland. It doesn't belong to me, though. Oh. Stuck in the Middle with You. I want to sing that. Howard Jones, No One Is to Blame. That's one of my favorite ones. Sister Christian, Night Ranger. I Can't Fight the Sun. I think that's Boston. Those are songs more than a tune. But um, I can fight the sun in the morning. That's probably Chicago, actually. Um, What other songs do I have? Those are all, it's it's just jokes and songs that I want to sing. Sister Christian shows up again. Uh, Just like my Bally teacher said, you always return to the bars. Mm. (laughs) That's a joke for going back to Amsterdam. I hate how things are like still normal online, but we're, we're at a, we're in a heightened state of awareness right now. But we're all supposed to relax. Oh, I Need a Hero by Bonnie something or other. That's a great song. That's a good song. Um, Sam can vibe with that. Let's see. What other songs do I have? Uh, we should. We can get on that. Twitter won't let me get past asking for my phone number. It wants my fucking phone number. Here's a here's a terrible people in Texas are evangelocos. <laughs> evangelocos. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke that's in my phone. My phone is just a gross place of because it anyway, it's like me being drunk on the bus and I write myself jokes. Oh, I'm looking at the time. Um 
those are all mine. Your Cow cancer steaks. You're brandishing so here's a blade. A concept, here's a concept I wanted to get people to get behind. If we can, if we can make animals, or if you can grow like a human ear on a rat, why can't we just make cows grow steaks on themselves? Like, why don't we, Whoa. why do we have to kill the whole cow? Why can't we, like, put a little tumor growth on them that makes them have cow cancer? Oh. And they just grow a steak outside their body mm. of their own stuff. And then we cut off the steak and we eat it and we keep the cow alive. Because I like cows. I don't want to murder the whole cow just for a steak. And we don't want all those parts of the cow anyways. Every day we get further and further away from God's plan. <laughs> With I would eat a cancer cow steak. Would you not eat a piece of cancer cow? No. If a cow no. grew a steak on they its back? No, they can splice apples and pears together. That's enough. That is enough. They can't make grapes into watermelons. I would Stop. also, But I would also be willing if they took a rat and they put cow cancer on the rat and they grew a steak on a rat. I'm fine with that, too. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm even fine with, I mean, I would be willing to... Take out my IUD and impregnate myself for stem cells to oh. help a friend. Like, if a friend needed fucking stem cells, I would definitely conceive something to specifically have an abortion to give my friend stem cells. Why not? No, you're right. You're right. At a point. To a point. For sure, we should be preserving the embryonic pl- uh, uh, fluids when a baby is born so we can have um, someone... They they can live longer throughout the rest of their life because we have their their specific fountain of youth. Oh, uh, turn turn his mic up. Oh, okay. Uh, which one is that? Um, eleven. Okay. That's too light. It has an on-off switch. It felt better that way. Okay. I'm gonna keep mine right. Oh, what'd you say, Sam? I'm getting I'm getting serious again. I gotta put my hair back up. I still didn't hear it. Tennis elbow. Okay, tennis elbow. Stem cells. For stem cells, just in the stem elbow. Stem cells for tennis elbow. Not for a heart, not for a liver, not for the large intestine. You know, every every day it gets gets closer to feeling like it. We should have the island with Ewan McGregor. Oh no, I'm really excited. This this whole um, I was thinking about. Willie Juan Johnson and the 5.7 earthquake in um, in Sa- Utah. In Utah. Salt Lake. Salt Lake. And I'm very excited because we're like on this fault line, and I feel like for a long time, California is just going to sort of become an island. We're going to break off from the rest of the United States. We're going to float out to sea. Oh we're going to have a moat between us and like other states and shit. <laughs> Johnny Depp's going to be our president because he's a pirate, and we're going to get all like the people to be on ships and like. It's going to be great. I'm excited. And avocados will be our currency. That and entertainment, obviously. Huh? Huh? <laughs> well, because Hollywood's so I could meet my president and, oh, my God, the world's going to change. I it already has. The wor- I can't, like, what is the name of We can't do this. Can Are you heating up your water? Can end- anyone render assistance? America. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. If you have to answer that, call it. Save us, Captain Planet. <laughs> super, super Captain Fitness, Planet Man. <laughs> oh God. You know we're uh, not allowed to interfere with people who haven't met 
modern civilization. He, um, sometimes I just can't use his words. <laughs> He's saying words. I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't want to use your oh. microphone anymore. <laughs> Since he's got the uh, the special suit that he's yeah. taken off, <laughs> and he's eating the brown parts of a banana without regard. Okay, what are you playing, Sam? You're opening Safari first mistake, Internet Explorer. So there's things that have to happen before you you know. YouTube. Pam, four one five 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 zero zero five five. Pam, where where do you go to uh, get your f- entertainment fix? Who what? Where do you go to get your entertainment? I read books. You read books. Most of the time. Candlelight, uh, fluorescent sunlight. No, yeah, I'm not. Preferred okay, lighting. Okay, so but before you do that, you have to turn off the other sound on the other thing. Largest islands are still lost in the mist of time. New Guinea is located north of Australia Why and is over twice the size of Spain. The west is Earth. a province of Indonesia. The east, the newly sovereign state of Papua New Guinea. Jean-Pierre Dupieux is a Belgian explorer well, and you ethnographer. Still call if you call Since 1973, um, he has been part of the campaign to find the world's remaining isolated tribes and help preserve their rights and tribal lands. <laughs> no, this is perfect. For centuries, the hill tribes of the Owen People Range have lived in isolation to avoid war. This partly explains why four million Papuans speak 700 languages or dialects. While most tribes are known, the government announced they had just located a new one, the Tulambi, a tribe that has never been in contact with the outside world. Jean-Pierre is skeptical, but decides to verify the stories about the Tulambi for himself. Jean-Pierre arrives at the village of Uya Uya, his first stop in his search for the Tulambi. Dutilleux could end up spending months here. The helicopter may not return on schedule because the rainy season has already begun. Uya Uya is the home of the relatively sophisticated Uya Uya tribe. The explorers know they may be at risk of being caught up in a war. Since their contact with the outside world, the hill tribes have been fighting more frequently and more violently. The Papuan government in Port Moresby classifies sections of these highlands as fighting zones. We 
high porters to carry enough supplies to last the expedition for three weeks. But as usual, no one comes forward to carry the heavy box of film stock. The Oya Oya tribe were the first outsiders to meet the Tulambi. They say the Tulambi have never seen a white man or even the Western clothing adopted by these Papuans. If this is true, the Tulambi could be survivors of the Stone Age. In the lead is Allah, the regional government health official and language expert who first told the outside world about the Tulambi. Huawei, the village headman and guide, marches ahead of Jean-Pierre. At first, the going is relatively easy, but it doesn't take long before we find ourselves plunging through virgin jungle. It is not far, the porters keep saying, not far at all. Scores of tribes live in these highlands. Many of them had no contact with the modern world until the 1930s. That's when the first gold prospectors stumbled upon tribes of gardeners and wild pig breeders who dug at the earth with stone tools and lived in a way that anthropologists say had not changed in thousands of years. They thought the white men were either gods or their ancestors risen from the dead. On the heels of the gold seekers came the soul seekers, missionaries bearing Bibles, medicines, and a new God. Recently, the Port Moresby government has expressed concern over eager evangelical preachers pursuing tribes that are better off if they're left alone. Some of the tribes left their villages to move deeper into the bush to escape the missionaries. Once in a while, these refugees from religious zeal return to their traditional ways, only to be rediscovered and labeled as lost tribes. Until recently, the Uya Uya only knew of the Tulambi through the old stories. Things changed when headman Huawei found the Tulambi baby by the river that divides tribal territories. When he took the child back to the Tulambi village, two tribesmen returned with him to his own village of Uya Uya. It was one of the rare times that either tribe had crossed the river separating their territories. The Tulambis were spotted in the Uya Uya village by Allah, a government health official. He learned that the Tulambi were from an unregistered tribe that was about to be decimated by malaria. Allah's discovery was briefly reported in a local newspaper. Jean-Pierre read about it, and this expedition was born. Jean-Pierre wants to bring quinine, food, and vitamins to a group of people that if the reports were true, have never seen a wheel. The leeches that slip through our clothing and into our boots are the least of our problems. We have been struggling through this green hell for days now. This is the worst I've ever seen. The Amazon is a kindergarten compared to this. Our spirits are low, 
It's raining harder each day. Day three of the trek to Tulambi territory. As they reach the top of the ridges, the expedition can hear the roar of the river they seek. As they plunge down into the valley, the sound vanishes. Four of my porters vanished during the night. They probably had enough as well. After four days, Kutuyu and his team reached the river where headman Huawei found the Tulambi baby. So where do you think we are? Right, we are here. We are, we are here. By turn my map, I think maybe we are here. If we follow this river, there is a bridge a bridge crossing? Crossing there. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's going like this. Yeah? We got one block, one less than Yeah. It's a pond. Going it's like, like this. It's like an elbow. L'hélicoptère nous a déposé à Ouya le dernier endroit où un atterrissage était possible. The helicopter dropped us in Ouya the last place where landing was possible. We've been walking in this jungle for three days to this position right here according to my estimate. A bridge is quickly built. Only Huawei will cross into Tulambi territory. If Huawei finds the Tulambi, I have no idea whether they will return with him. And if they do, will they come in peace or attack? We can only wait. We wait now. Huh? You think they come? Yes. We think I wait. Yes. Well, we have to come. I mean, it's going to change. They're going to come there. So they're in there somewhere. Thursday, and still nothing. Is this a bad joke or what? So where are Our food supplies are getting low. We've had enough. Huawei returns after three days. He reports that he found only a few Tulambi. The Tulambi had been attacked by another tribe. But a small group of adults and a few children have agreed to meet the explorers. It is
is 1.48 p.m. when Dufayeur first sees the Tulambin. The footage you are seeing is unedited. The only addition is the voice of Jean-Pierre. According to Huawei, they don't believe that the white man exists. But if they do, that makes me one of the living dead. When I lose my balance, they seem a little reassured. Ghosts don't fall, I guess. At this precise moment, I'm convinced that he's going to let loose his arrow. Maybe he wants to see if it will pass through my body or not. Huawei returns after three days. He reports that he found only a few Tulambi. The Tulambi had been attacked by another tribe. But a small group of adults and a few children have agreed to meet the explorers. It is 1.48 p.m. when Dufayeur first sees the Tulambi. The footage you are seeing is unedited. The only addition is the voice of Jean-Pierre. According to Huawei, they don't believe that the white man exists. But if they do, that makes me one of the living dead. I lose my balance, they seem a little reassured. Ghosts don't fall, I guess. At this precise moment, I'm convinced that he's going to let loose his arrow. Maybe he wants to see if it will pass through my body or not.
They are both cheerful and frightened at the same time. This one tells the woman to stay back. They look a little more determined this time. I wonder what it means. I feel it's important to show them my peaceful intentions. Michelle, my assistant, has kept the remaining porters away from the scene. And Philip, the cameraman, is hiding about 60 feet behind me. And everyone forgot what was going on. Michelle, my um. assistant, has kept the remaining porters away from the scene. And Philip, the cameraman, is hiding about 60 feet behind me. That's not cool. Uh, maybe they think it looks cool. Maybe it looks cool. But yeah, yeah, it's cool. You switched them around, so now everyone forgot the answer. I don't know which one. That one is three, which is the one that sucks. And I <laughs> four is the one right. that's good. There. Okay. Should have been more narration to what we're watching, but um, the listeners should get the URL uh, in the mail <laughs> eventually. Look this up. It's called First Contact with the Tribe Tulambi. Tulambi. T O L T O U L A M B I. Tulambi. And this all stemmed from my tribal. Experience with the ayahuasca Satan devils? Yeah. yeah. I I know life's gonna go on. Human life's gonna go on in the most remote corners of the world. And um, if they wanna they they know. They know. They know what's up. All you can rely on is the basics. Is that Shelby? He sees Philip. He must look like a strange creature with an eye of a camera instead of a human face. This looks silly. This is off. Very alert. And he's looking at the camera. He's looking right into the, the lens. We're on part two out of four. Wow. This is some efficient tool. 
Philip has been on previous expeditions with me, and he knows these stone axes are deadly weapons. So enamored with the camera. Oh, something just moved. Startled him. Probably a clasp or a buckle. First contact. This is human um, psyche. This is uh, what we do when we don't know what it is. My group's gonna walk over and see what's happening. I have all the weapons. I guess I'll scout it out. safest people in the world right now. We flew too close to the sun. This one, for some reason, is terrified by my black bag. We taste the salt that I brought as a gift. I'm into that single-use Danger. His breathing is short. A sign of fear. I've heard that when you go to China and your white people want to touch you, and they like think that your hair is special. But don't they have books with with so sketches? And yeah, but it, it's everyone. It's the same thing. Bernice Yay said it. She said when I was in China, I looked like everyone. Like every all we all looked, and if you see white people, they're like, whoa, because everyone looks Chinese all the time. <laughs> All the time. They never break character. Not even <laughs> to take a shit. <laughs> I guess I was spoiled living in a melting pot. I was. I never went up to someone and I was like, hey, can I touch your teeth? They're different than mine. Hey, can I touch your hair? Different than mine. Hair is always straight. Well, we do that to black people all the time. People touch black people's hair. No, without you're permission. not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. I don't do it to Asian to people. Their hair is so straight. Like right? You touched a black person's hair without not consent. Just any black person. Is it like Stevie Wonder or something? Barack Obama. You got to touch Barack I Obama. I popped a few. Oh, no, that would have been so a story. My uncle uh, knows a guy who has a picture with Barack Obama. <laughs> 
Knows a guy with Six a picture. Degrees. Just a picture. Six degrees. He photoshopped himself in, but he's a very <laughs> talented Photoshop artist. He, uh, enough so that he actually got to meet the president. Yeah, he got invited to the White House. After the soul, I show him matches. He burns his hands as if he can't believe this is real fire. Oh, he shows him matches. This feels this like is really meeting cool. him. They smoke cigarettes? Do they know about cigarettes? No, no, they're no. not doing that. After the soul, I show him matches. Six hopes he burns his hands as if he can't believe this is real fire. This feels like a meeting in a time warp. Perhaps these two Lambi, with their wooden spears and stone axes, are the living ancestors of we who have learned to fly without wings, talk with the stars. And destroy our own planet. Wow. It is not a case of once bitten, twice shy. The bravest warrior wants to know more about the gift of fire sticks from one of the living dead. But he discovers the phosphorus on the matches tastes awful. He's like, let's fucking leave this place. It's arsenic. gift of instant fire seems to convince the Tulambi that Dutuye, living dead or not, is socially acceptable, or at least is no immediate threat. With what may be one of the oldest gestures of humankind, the right hand, the weapon hand, is offered in greeting. And then he strokes and kind of, now you're creeping me out, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Tulambi look at Jean-Pierre's pale yeah. skin as if it could be paint. But would the He's living like, let me feel your dick, bro. Made of flesh and <laughs> bone and muscle, just as they are. <laughs> Pop and appeal. He's like, damn, nice try, dude. How do you work out, Planet Fitness? <laughs> Guys, if I may, I think uh, the planet needs to realize what's happening, and we need to do what's happening here. Uh, we need to stay where we are and uh, maybe once every five years have a delegation to go uh, abroad and and move somewhere. But the way that we're living now, we can't just fly everywhere, okay? We have the internet, so everyone hunker down. We have the internet. We don't need to fly everywhere. Stay where you are. Live uh, a f final flight's home, okay? And then no one's going to another continent. Uh, you got this? Can you entertain him for 10 minutes? I'm I, I got it. Shit. I'm going to unpause it. Yeah, don't unpause it. Don't unpause it. Well, you can't force me to. Okay. Well, who could resist? Anywhere else in the country, I was a bookie, gambler, healed by cops day and night. But here... I'm Mr. Sam Rothstein, and running a casino. And uh, to me, uh, that's like selling dreams for money. Oh, honestly, Pam, don't make me do this. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I if I unpause it, no, no, no. it's. Don't unpause it. You guys get the buzz. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. No, I, I want to have a team up with Well. Yeah, come on. I'm well, we're all we're all doing We need a Okay. I'm going to I'm going to do all the we're like technical totally things. I could put on a Oh, lifting the veil. Callers? Yeah, don't Callers don't call, call in for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> but uh so get yourselves ready. Keep watching First Contact with the Tribe Tulumbi by by minute. Oh, we're on part four. We're on, we're on part two of the English dub. Just um, let's play uh, the Strokes, Interpol. Let's play the Muse. Let's play Mars Volta. Fuck that. I'm going to play some Bob Marley. I'm still going through my phase. Get up, stand up, get up, stand up. Turn that shit off. I'm still going through your phase. Yes. Yes, I am. Chill out, everybody. Just wind down. Just find yourself an island out in the sun. And uh, get out there. Enjoy it while you can. Smoke what you got. Because there's no more shipments coming from abroad. Hey, start planting things if you're able. Plant your things. Because you're going to have to start growing your own things eventually. Don't forget to give us a call at 415-550-0511. Don't forget about us.
shenanigans that go on. All right, uh, so this is the second line from Call Me Big Kim on day three of Corona, the eighth week of March 2020, while still alive. Hey, I'm really excited that we're creating ephemeral objects. We're creating digital ephemeral objects that we live on the internet until the power goes out or whatever that means or <laughs> whatever because if it's really the end times we're not going to have power right and then and then the and then then the first contact shit becomes important like matches we have a lot of matches here at mutiny radio i'm going to start hoarding those don't take my matches <laughs> no if you guys want to don't come here um, unless you've already been here, or you're wearing a hazmat suit. Sam wants the live stream back up because it's not real unless somebody's watching. Oh, why, do you, why are you looking at me like that? I'm hey, I'm just it's 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 the aesthetic that I believe in. So I'm just going to keep living in the past here. Cool. You can do anything you want. It's your world, Sam. like almost anywhere and uh, wherever we are you know don't come down here stay in your homes if you're listening to us thank you press the donate button it's getting silly but um, you know give us a call 415-550-0590 I'm actually interested to see how you cope and if there is enough of you did they preload me is there enough of us left that we're posting on Roku There's lots of books. I know we're not allowed to go to the library, but there were there are books there still. I have a lot of books. Don't come to my house. <laughs> I'm partially joking, but I'm partially serious. I mean, I, there are rules set in place by the people above for a reason, and I totally get that, and that's really important. But then we have to wonder, like, are the people in charge having our best interests at heart, and do we believe that they do? And I think that in the city as a whole, like, let's fucking trust Woman Breed. She's a badass. Like, she's she's the local San Franciscan, and I feel like she has all of our best interests at heart. I really do. So thanks for doing that and being like, you know, I also believe in Gavin Newsom, who's the governor right now, and it's like, I believed in him. I've, I've always felt like he had our best interests at heart, and I love his hair, and I would buy a used car from him any day of the week. So, but I, I don't know, what is it, what it makes people want to be politicians? Who wants to be in charge of anything? Trust me. Don't trust me. Everything I'm saying is based on total opinion, research, all that stuff. But, you know, be 
people that actually try to be in charge and push back on people that don't want to change the game. And I hope that everybody keeps sort of that communal idea. And I don't, I don't want to be like a conspiracy theorist and believe that the communists took hold of thoughts of liberal America by shutting down the Bay Area. Because that's the hubris of, you know, oh, we're so, our thought is so important, socialists and liberal weirdos that do we actually have an effect? Oh, we have so much of an effect that they would try to shut it down? Maybe that's part of the hubris. Handing us out free candy bars for only five 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 zero zero five one one. Hopefully, you know, boys are being safe. And I don't necessarily believe that <laughs> I'm not naive or from the hubris of that. And I guess they're TikToking that really important thing. Okay, we'll keep creating ephemeral documents of thought that let's uh, let freaking Bob Marley converse instead. You know, give me a call, please. Call on five five five. Hey, Pam. Hey, oh my gosh, is this Chris Rocky? What? Uh, who is this? Is this Chris Rocky? <laughs> uh, well, um, I guess think I got the wrong number. I'm sorry. Oh, or did you not mean to call Mutiny Radio? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to call the crisis hotline. Uh, I'm realizing too many things about the uh, state of the world. This is Pancake calling from outside. Yes, I'm on the <laughs> outside. <laughs> oh, oh so this is what it's like to be a caller. Yeah, it's a little, well, it's weird, too, if you can actually hear the playback from in here. So it's it's like you're in an echo chamber. This is a way. Yeah, it's, it's a symbolic, it's a literal and figurative echo chamber right now. Well, I'm walking away slowly. Give us um, the word on the well, street. Oh, Sam taking a call for us. Um, uh, let's play some music in the interim. This is appropriate song, too. 
We were all, we're all, every time we were born, we were facing death. And so we're still facing the same mortality. Always have been. So, I mean, I guess it's scary for some people to think about it because they're kind of frightened. But us stand-up comedians have been thinking about killing ourselves for years. So we're, like, very in touch with, <laughs> thank God 5150s don't work anymore. Right. Um. No, I mean, thinking about your own mortality, isn't that part of life? And like, what is, why does, why do all those religions exist and stuff? And it's like, it prevents the blind fear of death. Mm. Yeah, 415 Kevin Quigley's gonna call in. That's exciting and fantastic. Yeah, four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Please call in. And uh, we're here and hanging out, getting deep or not, whatever. Just hanging, keep being alive. Yay! I was just telling the radio listening audience that this is no different than any other day for me because I'm constantly facing my own mortality and feeling like I'm either gonna kill myself or I'm gonna die any second of every day. So this is like nothing. This is just like any other fucking day. We're the artists, and we suffer for everyone more because we're the conduits, and we burn out quickly. We we have um, the main line to the universe, and we um, 
we, we give it back to ourselves, but um, the powers that be are so good at separating us and keeping us fearful of separating ourselves from, from the status quo and being different and being in touch with the divine as opposed to being in touch with the status quo. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, good. When I thought I got when you're done I'm catching what you're throwing. When you're done at work, the kids say just I'm go fighting. home. When you're done with work, just go home and watch TV. And then and then let me show you some commercials for the next thing you can buy. I used to be that person. No, I used to be like, I used to work in a corporate job and come home and watch TV till I fell asleep on my really nice couch that I bought and, you know, and... And then on the weekends, I'd have big parties because I'd go to Costco, and the joke was like, oh, my God, when you go to Costco, you can't get out of there without spending $100. I, am I right? It's just so hilarious. And it wasn't a joke then. It was like a true thing. Like, all I did was spend money and drive my Lexus around and fucking watch TV and figure out what I was going to buy on the weekends and what, you know. But you broke free. You separated sure. yourself from the norm. Yep. Alienating yourself. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, definitely. When you walk away from a cult, everyone you know, every your whole support system, is shunning you and treating you terribly. Well, you're actually <laughs> doing the right thing for yourself if you walk away from th these kinds of oppressive things. <laughs> what are we gonna say? What are we gonna say, Pam? Nothing. I forgot my thought. Walking Sorry. away from a cult. Walking away from a cult. Yeah. Well, it just—it's mm, hard to—it's—it's it's hard to have money and then leave it. It's hard because you—because all you see all the stuff and things that money can provide. But then sometimes it's like your economy just gets different. And like I've always—I, Aaron Atkins called me. Like I love cheese, which is why if I nanny for people, I make sure they have at least nine kinds of cheeses in their cheese drawer. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Because, no, I did not nine. Nine oh is geez. great. That's when I'm like, oh, my God, I want to work for these people. Right. But there's, you know, there's the things I used to be able to buy for myself that I don't have access to anymore. So I've found access in different ways to the things that I still like. Oh. I well really like expensive wine. But pro props to you. You found a way to usurp um, living the lifestyle to still have the, the taste that you acquired fulfilled. Well, and now it's, there's no point in it anyway, because you could give me Charles Shaw, and I'd be like, oh, this is great wine. I can't taste any wine anymore. It's all memory. If you tell me it's good, I believe you. Oh. It's the cat food thing. You could feed me cat food, and I'd be like, oh, this is great. If you told me it is what whatever you said, I'd believe you. Stinky cheese and uh, the fermented fish that comes in a can that when you open it, you stain your house with that smell. I'd it wouldn't matter. A durian, you could bring in one of those fucking freaky-ass things from another country that smells like dead people, and I'd have no idea. There, not, nothing, there was something, everyone kept saying something smelled dead <laughs> in this one place I was hanging out a lot at. I don't want to badmouth them. Okay. Everything's fine now. But <laughs> um, I didn't smell it at all. Yeah. Sam looks like he's going to go paint a really expensive house. <laughs> Speaking of, we need uh, carbon monoxide detectors uh, up, to, up to date, everyone. And everyone listening and everywhere that I visit. Uh, I guess I'll just buy my own and bring them to the places that I frequent. And because um, I'm tired of <laughs> getting car uh, carbon monoxide poisoning 
in uh, on surprise. Well, see, that's fun. It's almost like getting nitrous. It's like getting whippets without your knowledge. You know, you start getting high and you don't know what's going on. You're just like, I feel like I got to pass out right now. This feels good. Hell yeah. And so thanks for the free high. Yeah, but I'm saving our life. Right. From a, a pleasant send-off. It is so pleasant to... You know, a com- when you're about to slip into a coma, it feels so right just I've to fall asleep. I read the Jack London stories about the guy who dies. He's freezed. He's he doesn't listen to the it's a man versus nature story, and he's out, and then he loses his last map. He gets a fire going finally, and then this poof, this thing it melts. He he does a fire under a tree, and then the heat from it melts the snow so that it falls on his fire and kills his fire and then his dog like there's all these signs that jack london plants throughout the story of ways that he could have not died and you don't know that he died until the end but he's because he's so happy and he just like floats off and then you get the perspective of the dog at the end because the dog lives because the dog buries itself in the snow which is the fucking it's like the um han solo trick you know um Describe that. Han Solo didn't have to cut open the Tauntaun to put Luke Skywalker inside of it to save him, to keep him warm. He could have just buried himself in snow because you create like a little – like your body – snow can actually insulate you if you're in it. Oh, and yeah. And so you make yourself a little snow tunnel. It's a, it's a trick the dog was supposed to teach him. But well, the guy wasn't listening to the dog. Have you ever read that Jack London story? It's like a do- story. A dog really has good. fur to uh, – Insulated, right? And snow is itself very insulating exactly. when you're in it. Um, so you have to just build yourself a little snow cave, yeah. And then, and then he would have survived, but he so well. Jack London. Oh, the things we learn from reading. Yeah, everybody, go out get the collected works of Jack London. They're really, really good. It's in a big, big fat book, and he lived here and lived in Oakland. That's why they call it Jack London Square. And there was a bar that he liked to frequent. And he would go up to Napa all the time and hang out in weird hot springs and shit. Yeah. He was like a notorious drunk. He was actually super interesting. He tried to sail all the way to like Papua New Guinea or something. And it was him and his lady. And they didn't make it. (laughs) Well, they were alive or whatever, but they, they they couldn't survive. The trip was longer and more different than they imagined. So, But he fancied himself like an explorer and adventurer, you know? Yeah. Jack London. The yep. pioneer. Yeah, great writer. Yeah. He has great stories. I One of my first authors I really connected with. He has a hut, like, in, in Jack London Square in Oakland, like, at the pier of... Um, Jack London Square? In yeah. Oakland, yeah. Right next to Alameda. Alameda. Just build a moat, and you can keep out the riffraff. It's true. It's impossible to get there. There's There were some comedy shows out there, but I never get to Alameda because... You have to go under or over. There's no cars doesn't go there. There's no transport. There's buses. Ugh, but that's such a pain in the ass. Like, I'm going to take BART from what? And then what's the reason to go to Alameda? It's like. You have a scooter. There's no, I feel no reason to ever go to Alameda. (laughs) Except for, like, the one or two comedy show that once every so long. But no. There's no more comedy. It's dead. So BART is not running. No, Bart's running right now. No way. Yeah, Bart's running and Muni is still going. It's just a ghost town on on the Muni buses and the whatnot. And everybody really should, like, you know, uh, listen to the people stay home and 
again, I'm only out because I don't connect with any old people or children. And I've already been in this space and kind of like a resident. And I'm not really – and media is important. And you should give us a call, 415-550-0051. We heard Kevin quickly to come call. See, that's the thing. That's entropy is right what's in front of you. I just did those chords yesterday and made them all not suck. And now they're all jumbled up again. So it's just entropy, how everything just moves around. And anyway, here we are, Mutiny Radio. Entropy is upon us. Um, and uh, it's not the end of days. Let's have more hope. I think um, I think we're buying into it. We're feeding it. So let's not let's not continue the cycle. I want to have a uh, a little spring cleaning of our emotions right now. Well, it's actually not a bad idea if people are trapped in their homes to fucking clean them. Like, hey, <laughs> you haven't been there. Hey, I I'm I live in San Francisco. That means my my living room is a bar. My bar is closed. So once you're in your own home, it's like, oh, what do you do? Clean your house. Go. It's it's springtime. Get, get that Dyson out. Get high and clean your house. Yeah. And, you know, bake some bread. I don't know. That those are the things I do. Like. <laughs> or, yeah, well, yeah. Make, craft, um... Develop. Are you guys working on your novel? Work on your novel. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You know, work that out. Work on the novel. 2020, the year of creativity or support the artist and all that. I would hope so. And now it's forced upon us. Yeah. And we have to talk to each other. Through strange, through 415-550-0511. Or, um, you know, there's so many ways to talk now, Pam. We could see each other's face. I know. I don't do FaceTime. I don't like – that's the thing. I don't – I just don't like the future. I, I know it's not the future. It's now. People FaceTime. People like video. People want to see things. How natural is it to I observe don't. someone I don't and see their face? I like to listen, and I like to read. I like to be – I don't – I'm just an old-timey lady. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So you don't look people in the eye. I know, but that's I look people in the eye absolutely. When you when you're on the phone, you don't you close your eyes, and you you. Uh, well, I can't see people on my phone anyway. So and I don't really talk on my phone very much, honestly. I. The only time I talk on the phone is like to people here at the radio station. I don't have long conversations with people on my cell phone. Like why would I do that? Mm. I I don't know.
preschool teacher. Preschool helper. That's great. It starts with a to turn the microphones down. So we're in the six o'clock hour. It's oh joke workshop, but it's not joke workshop because <laughs> no one's coming to joke workshop. I got in trouble on bacon. We'll talk in a minute.